Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Oh, here we are. Well, I had a week off last week, so I, you know, I'm even double a gog now. You've missed what so I've much. missed in the world of tech. Oh, we've got flying cars, teleportation, all kinds of things. Lightsabers. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, if we had time, Joel, we could go back and do last week's show. And oh, so could everybody we listen. We're going to go back and listen to it then. Hmm. Well, so sadly, we it's, it's still proof of concept. Oh, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wouldn't have stopped Charles Will doing it. Okay. Well, it's been a very interesting couple of weeks since you've been away. Uh, Hertz have announced they're going to buy 100,000 Teslas. Wow. Around $4 billion. Curiously, that came in the same week that Tesla announced that they were recalling 12,000 of their cars because they had a software fault that meant the emergency brakes kept on triggering. Not what you want, is it, really? No, though probably marginally better than the brakes not working at all. Yes, (coughs) certainly better than that. Uh It's also been a week in which uh, Facebook... um, uh, to much flurry of announcement, changed the name of their holding company to Meta, causing much uh, hilarity in Israel because Meta is the Hebrew for dead. Oh, oh, right. That's a, also, well, I mean, there's a long history, of course, of companies that, that choose names that have unfortunate well, the, connotations in certain places. The Rolls-Royce Silver Mist, for example. Oh, what was that? Uh, Mist is a rude word in German. They had to change it to something oh, else. Oh, yes. oh, right. Okay. Or oh, perhaps the, that was intended. Who do knows? you know what the Toyota MR2 is called in France? You probably um, don't. I'll tell yeah. you. It is called the Toyota MR because in French, MR2 sounds like merde, which is not a oh, good word in French. Oh, yes. That's, oh, I'm very, that's rather clever. But what does, why, why meta? This is also something called the metaverse, which I tried yes. reading about and didn't really understand. Well, I suspect that. Um, the main aim, global aim of uh, Facebook is to have us all sitting indoors, wearing VR headsets, communicating with everyone else virtually while buying things that are advertised at yes. us. Do you feel sort of we're sort of heading really for being participants in the Matrix and not starring participants? Ah, I think that's very much. Yes, yes, yes. People are well, being encouraged to stay at home and do stuff on Zoom, for example, as we're doing right now. Time was you and I used to meet in an actual physical studio. Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> How quaint that was. How quaint it was. So also Facebook, uh, Facebook have announced they are ditching their uh, facial recognition system, mm-hmm. which means um, binning a billion facial scans that they have on file. Because they've been fined hundreds of millions of dollars for being irresponsible with how they're used. Oh, I'd love to see the progress bar when they press the empty trash button. <laughs> I bet they don't. Delete. First of all, does calculating time and then says, yes, it's going to take you a year and a half. Yes. Right. yes. <laughs> okay. Um, what, and what, what was the point of it in the first place? 
Ah, what was the point of it? Well, according to Facebook, the point of it was so that you could easily identify friends in photographs. Mm. And when you upload your photographs to Facebook, then it would automatically tell you who all the people were. Well, if they're your friends, you probably know. Yeah, but if they're not your friends, do you have a right to know? Mm. Ah. Is that why they're junking it? Yes, they're junking it because they've admitted it's irresponsible. There's a curious thing for Facebook, but there we go. Also been a week in which uh, SpaceX astronauts had a particularly uncomfortable trip back from space uh, because their lavatory leaked. Tube came unglued and the urine hit the fan. (laughs) (laughs) Just as well, it was the urine then. Just indeed. Um, and you try getting a plumber at a moment's notice. Imagine the call-out charge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he fixes it in a minute, but it takes him uh, exactly. three or four days to get there, yes. yes. Well, that does anyway with plumbers, yeah. though, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, so they, they, the SpaceX astronauts are having to wear high-tech uh, underwear, which is normally reserved for them when they're doing spacewalks. By yeah. high-tech underwear, what we really mean is giant, giant nappies. nappies. Yes. yes, they're having to wear nappies. But, you know, space nappies which are probably <laughs> silver and shiny, yeah, yes. at least to start off with. Yes. It was almost, of course, every, every child's fascination with astronauts. I mean, it's almost the first question they ask, isn't it? It's how do you go yes. in space? Yeah, yeah it is. Intriguing. Yeah. Gone yeah. back to basics. Well, now, I, you... in that case, in, I've been chunding away for a while. Let's have one of these. Right. That's the sound of people going into space, apart from the explosion at the end. <laughs> when you say going <laughs> well, in space, indeed. what do you mean? <laughs> so you may remember when we last uh, did this show a couple of weeks ago, mm. we talked about how Tesco uh, were trialling their home deliveries and how gorillas had them beat with Yes, you, you were very delivery. keen on the idea of gorillas, though sadly not in costume, um, not delivering in costume. food. Well, in fact, in your case, it was beer, wasn't it, to your, it to your door? And I did, I did download the app, and then I couldn't really think what I desperately needed very uh, quickly. That's the issue. Well, it turns out that both Tesco and gorillas were listening to Share Radio mm. a couple of weeks ago. Of they're now amongst, they're now they're teaming up, and they are doing a trial 10-minute delivery in Thornton Heath, Thornton Heath, because apparently there's a large unused warehouse up the back where Tesco can put a a quantity of their products. Hmm. Well, I'm glad they were were listening, because, yes, you did say, why were Tesco taking an hour when you could get it for just a few minutes from Gorillaz? Exactly. Uh, Gorillaz is not, of course, the only uh, fast delivery uh, company out there. There are half a dozen of them, at least. One called Dija, D-I-J-A, which I think is is a really good name, just announced that they changed their name to Go Puff. Which is not what? a good name. Yes. I, well, well, why? I mean, Dijon well, but, seems vaguely distinctive, unless it means it something rude in, in French or Hebrew. They have merged with a company called GoPuff. It's like it's like one to one changing the name to T dot 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 mobile. Yes, it's very mm. odd as well because if you actually build up goodwill by running a business well, not all of your customers are going to necessarily know you change your name. No. Or remember what you've changed your name to. It does seem very, very strange. GoPuff. I don't think I, I'm not sure I'd uh, want to order things from a a business called GoPuff. No, exactly. You wouldn't. I I could imagine saying, oh, we're out of lemons. I'll get Deja to send some round. I, you know, I can't, I'm going to go to GoPuff. Doesn't sound right, does it? It sounds transient and substantial, apart from anything else. Yes. 
But still, at least Tesco and Gorillas have been listening to the show and they've acted remarkably quickly upon it. And here's another one. I've complained several times on this show about the Amazon Kindles mm. and the fact that their lock screens don't show you the cover of the book that you're yes. reading. Yes. Well, they do. Now they do. Oh. They've listened as well. God, this is remarkable. What extraordinary influence. They brought out a firmware update, and now when the Kindle is not on, it shows you the cover optionally. You can choose not to, but the cover of the book you're currently reading, which is brilliant because so many people, times I've said to people, I'm reading this really good book at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's it called and who's it by? I, said, I have yes. no idea. Well, there would be the embarrassment, of course, if you're saying you're reading a highbrow book and somebody looks at your Kindle and it says, be no annual 1954 or something. Exactly. Well, that's possibly why you can choose not to have that ah. as an option. Because ah. what you really want to do is do what people used to do in the old days. When they were reading something like Harry Potter, they'd put the dust wrapper of another book yes. outside so people on the tube would think you're reading. What you need now is them to upgrade it even further so you can put something like A Brief History of Time exactly. as the cover, <laughs> even when you are reading something that's perhaps not quite as intellectually challenging. Uh, indeed. It is 20 years since the iPod first appeared. Good gracious. Isn't that, isn't that shocking? And it's, it, the history is very interesting. There were other MP3 players before the iPod. I, in fact, had a Creative Labs jukebox. But um, this was a time when companies like Napster were making it very easy to give music away, to share mm. music. Mm. And the music industry was absolutely terrified about this, didn't know what to do about it. There seemed to be no way of charging digitally for music. Mm. They didn't know how to do it. And uh, Apple did three things. Firstly, they did the Apple interface. So the click wheel, which was, uh, turns out was invented by Phil Schiller, who was their head of marketing and is still pops up um, on uh, Amazon or Apple mm. launches, um, talking about their, their new stuff. And the click wheel meant... A head of marketing could... who invented something, that must be a first. It must be a first. But it means you can find things quickly. The other thing yes. they did was when Toshiba brought out their revolutionary five gigabyte disk drive, Apple bought the lot. So companies like Creative Labs couldn't get hold of them and mm. so couldn't carry on manufacturing. But the other thing was that they persuaded the music industry to let them sell all songs for 99 cents. It was, I think, 79p in, yeah. the, in the UK, uh, regardless of how old the songs were and without people having to buy an entire album. And this was the trick that absolutely galvanised the, the, the iPods and indeed went a long way towards saving the music industry. It's true. I mean, and oddly enough, you know, you tease me a lot because I'm, I'm pretty antediluvian, my uh, attitude towards tech. Um, but I was one of the early people who had an iPod. I was very yeah. disappointed when eventually it sort of gave up because the problem was, of course, that you were actually listening to something that was on a hard drive and eventually exactly. the hard drive, after being shaken around, would just stop and just make horrible clicks and not produce music. Exactly, exactly. Mm. But they were, they were amazing. I remember people looking at me very oddly when you're listening on headphones on the tube. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 20 years. Gosh, what times we live through. Of course, many people would argue, of course, it was the death to sort of listening to complete albums. I know they uh, still exist, but you remember uh, the day, you know, when we were young, people would come round to listen to the new album you'd bought. Yes, that's absolutely right. And in fact, these days, if I'm in the car with uh, my younger son and he wants to play me some of the latest music they've been listening to, mm. it's very rare that we actually get a complete song. He'll play half of it. Say, oh, here's another one you'll like. And then here's another one you'll like. 
And no, it, it's uh, so easy to. I to remember that with my. I remember that with my daughter, and she was living mm. at home as well. Yeah, so she just got bored with the song, you know. After really a, co a chorus and refrain, and off she was yeah. on the next one. I know yeah. it's very odd. It is odd. Album oh. art, of course, has disappeared. But there we go. Oh, Unless I it's... thought. But I thought that was a company name, Album Art. No. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds. But I see what you mean. Yeah. So Album Art has disappeared as well completely. Yes, because well, on iTunes, the... I occasionally do get sort of you know pictures of what the album cover would be. Yes, but when you had a, an LP. And someone like Roger Dean would construct these fabulous covers for Yes, and it would open out into a sort of double 12-inch uh, single illustration. They were glorious. True. One could argue that the CD was more of a kiss of death to that yes. than, than MP3s. It, yeah. it, you know, it was really hard to see what was on the cover of a CD, and certainly reading the notes was incredibly difficult. Yes, I used to like those, the albums that would open up and occasionally had sort of paper engineering and things popped up. Uh, on albums, I think it was on I children's was books. Oh, well, maybe it was then. Um, <laughs> my memory's playing. I'm sure there was one album that things popped up. Anyway, I shall have a think about it. But in the meantime, uh, let us take a very quick break. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Simon Rose, you're listening to Gadget and Gizmos, where I'm in conversation with Tech Supremo, Steve Kaplan. So where now, Steve? Well, you have a camera on your phone, and I imagine I you are the, the main photographer in your family. I know I'm certainly the main photographer in my family. The result being mm -hmm. that when we go on holiday, unless I stage carefully uh, orchestrated um, selfies with all of us in, which mm. bores people while I get ready and get tripods and things out. Yes. Then we come back from a holiday and I have lots and lots of pictures in which I don't appear. Yes. You don't approve of selfie sticks then? I don't know. I don't like selfie sticks. No. Although that would, that would do it to some extent. Well, there may be a solution to that mm -hmm. in the form of the Canon PowerShot PX. And that's PX pronounced pixie. Oh my goodness. Yes, I know. I know. But listen, give, give them that, because Canon, obviously a very reputable camera manufacturer. Yes, and but if, they, if they'd done PXE, I'd forgive them, but just PX. And when you speak to it, you call mm -hmm. it Pixie. You speak to it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. It's not just a regular camera. In fact, it doesn't really look like a camera at all. It looks a bit like one of those security cameras, like a little overgrown pepper pot. And it right. comes in black and white. And... It has um, it's it's portable, so it has a battery in, mm. uh, so you can take it, you know, outdoors to picnics or whatever. And it it's AI powered, so it not only recognizes faces, but it also recognizes good looking interactions because it's been trained to do so. Mm. Wow! And the camera has pan, which means it goes round and round, tilt, mm. it goes up and down, and a three times zoom, so it can go in and out. And the idea is. You start this camera up, you plonk it down somewhere, and it will just take an afternoon's worth of photographs for you. It will automatically 
delete the ones that uh, that it thinks are, are not worth keeping. Uh, but then it will give you the option to review all the others on your phone and, and chuck them away. I think it sounds like a really good idea. It's uh, 12 megapixel stills, which is which is pretty good for, uh, mm -hmm. for a camera, uh, plus video. Uh, lithium battery lasts up to five hours at a go, depending on how many pictures you told it to take. And with um, iOS and Android app to accompany it. And it'll be available on the 18th of November. So really just uh just around the corner from today. When just we're recording this, yes, people won't necessarily listen to it today. But, oh, um, I know. They won't listen to it. Well, they will listen to it today because whenever they listen I'm to not, it today, I'm not sure I like the idea of a camera deciding, you know, whether our group is photogenic or not. And how disappointing it would be if at the end of the day it said, well, no, I reviewed them all. They're all terrible. They're all rubbish. <laughs> You're all ugly. Yes. Uh, well, that, that is a point. The fact that it's £450 <clears throat> also, I think they've overpriced it. I think that's going to be a bit of a sticking point for them. Well, presumably uh, it must have other uses other than making sure that the main photographer is in some of the photos. If you have Windows 10, you can use it as a home security camera. But uh, no, that's the main purpose of it, that you just plonk it down. But the problem is... In the examples they show, you know, you've got a, a family sitting on a, uh, a rug having a picnic together and playing games, or whatever. In real life, people are gathered around facing each other. So you couldn't mm. uh, really, if you're having a dinner party, for example, you couldn't put it on a shelf because half the people would have their backs to you unless you were um, Last Supper style with yes. everyone facing the camera. Yes. Well, the same problem actors have if they're on a stage, of course. Yes. Mm. Yes, exactly. Well, intriguing. Okay, so that's Canon PowerShot Pixie, he says through gritted teeth. <laughs> you did. You gritted your teeth. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm going to have one of these now. And on to more putative stuff from things you can buy today. On mm. to wood. Wood is great in kitchens. You can use wooden chopping boards. That's really nothing mm. as good as wood. Wooden spoons. And of course, who would use anything other than the wooden rolling pin? How well, about? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I don't know. I've, I tried using a rolling pin recently. Everything just kept sticking to it. Yes, I've never used a rolling pin in my life, so I, I have well, got the one to advise you on that. Okay, right. Uh, well, how about a wooden steak knife? Seriously? Seriously, uh, the University of Maryland have invented this, and they've taken a lump of wood. Um, from which they've removed the both the lignin and the hemicellulose. I've no idea what that is, but they've removed it anyway, leaving just the cellulose. And the thing about cellulose is it's very dense, and when they compress it and then carve it and then coat it in mineral oil, it is three times sharper than steel. Good grief. Yes. Surprising. Steel is fairly sharp. Yeah, it is. It is. No. Not as sharp as obsidian, of course. Uh, and in fact, uh, in fact, a lot of um, surgeons, I believe, are now turning to obsidian scalpel blades to replace their steel scalpel blades because being sharper, they can mm. then uh, cause less damage as they cut. Yes. Well, I think I'd rather that if I was on the operating theater than, than knowing they were wood. using wooden knives. Well, but I can see that. a big problem with this. I mean, much as we may criticize security people at airports for confiscating nail clippers or something, I mean... I do like the idea that they take away people's knives, but presumably um, scanners don't detect wood in the same way as they detect steel. No, they don't. In fact, I have a 3D printed 
penknife. I remembered. I wasn't sure if I should mention it. Taken through passport security, or rather airport security, a number of times just to see if it would pick it up, and it doesn't. It doesn't. And it is is sharpish, but it's not as sharp as steel. No, it's not. So this is interesting. I mean, at the moment, this is still very much in the what-if stage. Oh, okay. Well, that might be one, one, one thing I'd quite like to remain. It in might, stage. yes, indeed. So, what are they going to do with all the cellulose that they've taken out of their kitchen knives? One thing Ooh, they could this do. This is a good segue, is it? It is. They could hand it to a different department of the University of Maryland, who are looking at ways of combining the cellulose with wood to make solid battery electrolytes. So, in standard lithium-ion batteries, the electrolyte is a liquid. And the, it's a volatile liquid, and that's what explodes. It's not the lithium that explodes, it's, it's a liquid. But if they could replace it with wood, it doesn't explode. Although wood, I'd have thought, is quite known for being flammable. But there we go. Maybe it's different when they um, take the cellulose and add it to copper. So yes. we could at some point be seeing wooden batteries to go with our wooden steak knives. Wow. Yes, wow, well, indeed. So two different departments of the University of Maryland are actually doing things in conjunction with each other. I mean, that, that's I doubt it. up thinking. It's extraordinary. I, I It'll be banned much, before long. I very much doubt is the first one, is keeping all this discarded cellulose and passing it on to the second one. <laughs> they probably don't even talk to each other. In fact, it's right. only if they listen to share radio that will know both these things are happening. <laughs> oh, well, fascinating. Fascinating. Hmm. Um, right, and probably time for one of these. <laughs> So, what are we going to do now? More putative stuff? Well, not really. No, we're going to jump on our hoverbike. We are going to jump on our ex-tourismo hoverbike. And this is a hoverbike that you can order now for delivery next year. Right. Which has two huge propellers that sit underneath you Mm. with an extra four propellers in the corner. Uh, It'll do 62 miles an hour. It'll stay uh, up in the air for 40 minutes at a time. And they're making 200 of them, which they're going to sell for half a million quid each. So not cheap. Sort of well, no, it's all wealthy people might like them to play around on them, but it sounds fun. It sounds very they sci-fi. Look, they do look like fun. They look, they look very much like the whatever those bikes were called in Star Wars. They've had some name for the hover bikes in Star Wars, but they've I got that remember. kind of feel. They look, they look gorgeous. And, course, and the propellers, presumably, I hope, are sort of covered up properly. Because you may remember they, a few years ago, we we discovered a vertical takeoff <laughs> taxi that just had basically props going around at knee height. Or exactly. Yeah. Now these ones do look like that. They are they are properly covered up, properly caged. Mm. But it looks oh, it looks glorious. Although, of course, I can't think of anywhere other than you in private estate where you'll be allowed to fly one of these things. Well, perhaps it's just as well that only very rich people who have private estates can buy them. Exactly, they can zip around their private estate at, uh, in no time at all. Mm, it's one up on the person who's got segways. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I'm sure they will crow about it. Uh, so presumably, like electric scooters, you feel those ought to be banned for flying around generally. Oh, I'd love to see one going down the road. It looks splendid. Well, why why stick to the road? Uh, why stick to the road, indeed? Because uh, certainly in London, that's the only place where there aren't buildings in the way. Oh, okay, fair point. Yes. Fair <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want one flying <laughs> through my house just as a shortcut. Okay. On to, uh, well, Steinway. 
a few a couple of years ago, Steinway launched their Spirio uh, piano. Steinway being, of course, the makers of, as they claim, the world's best pianos. Although, frankly, these days I prefer a Yamaha Grand to a Steinway Grand because they're nicer to play. Mm. As do many concertinos. Well, but I'd rather more experience than that. There was a Steinway Grand at the Jazz, uh, the Peter Express Jazz Place in Soho, I noticed the other night. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, so the style where they launched their Spirio, and the Spirio is a piano that could play itself. Oh. So you can give it, uh, you know, a, a MIDI file or whatever kind of file they take, and it will just sit there and play the piano for you. Uh, they have now launched their uh, software called Spirio Cast. Hmm. And Spirio Cast allows two pianos to talk to each other, or should I say to sing to each other? So what you could do is you can get some, you know, world-class pianist to play mm. one piano and exactly what he's playing will be reproduced in real time on another piano. Okay. Sort of like more sophisticated player pianos. I mean, I've been to um, the Mechanical Music Museum in, um, in uh, Kew where they've got Rachmaninoff playing a piano role. They have. But in this case, you could say go along to a concert of Daniel Barenboim playing, mm. you know, Mozart piano sonatas. You could maybe see him on a screen because he's somewhere else, but there on the stage oh, will be the piano grief. playing what he's playing. Wow. Ah, yes. Well, that's going to take a bit of thinking about. It's How going to take a bit of thinking about. It's, it's, well, it's a shame, shame that wasn't ready before the pandemic started, though, of course, nobody ah. would be allowed to go to the concert hall to hear it. No. We could have had just, video. Just realised the upside and the downside. Yes, we could have. Had, yes, absolutely. Steve, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for. I can see um, a keyboard in the background there. I should just point out its screen has been lighting up as if it's telling you it wants you to do something to it um, later. Not, I suspect, a Steinway um, keyboard. It is instance. not a Steinway. But keyboard. that is it for this week from Gadgets and Gizmos from Steve Kaplan and myself, Simon Rose. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve. Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.